0: Much. If you have not already met my good friend Rhonda McMahon, this is our kids pastor here at Sugar Hill Church and one of my dearest friends, mm-hmm. one of the greatest people on the planet.
1: Likewise. Yeah. Appreciate that, buddy.
0: So um, I think what happened here was uh, praying about what to do on Mother's Day, and uh, somewhere along the line, the Spirit of God said, Chuck, you need somebody nice on Mother's Day, which kind of discounted at least 50 percent of me (laughs) so i thought well this is one of the nicest people that's ever lived so let's let's talk together
1: well you're very kind pastor and i will say I, i am not an earthly mother i am a spiritual mother to about 300 downstairs and i i hope and pray today for you whether you're a mother whether you're a female in the building whether you're a male in the building uh that you will kind of just Get in with us for a few minutes here yeah. and listen to these truths that we have learned. Amen. That the Spirit of God I pray and have been praying resonates with you this morning. Because there's
0: some universal lessons that all moms teach. Of course. Right. And those those lessons have deep spiritual roots when you really think about them. Mm. So let's kick the day off with what the psalmist had to write in Psalm 139, beginning in verse 13. And this is what the psalmist wrote, you made, speaking of God, you, God, made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Mm -hmm. If you just stop right there, we begin to see the majesty and the wonder of God, Mm -hmm. that before we had any comprehension, God was already creating this precious human being. And he goes on and says... Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. We are all a little complex, aren't we? Sure. I mean, I mean, you are. I mean, I, I am. I mean, basically, I've seen some of the assessments on you. I mean, you're basically <laughs> whacked out. And so, with that in mind, I thought, what a perfect person to talk about well, there, this verse. There you
1: go. There because you go. we
0: are all pretty complex. You look around at each we other, are. and we find people that just we all have problems. We all have difficulties. Mm -hmm. We're all Mm -hmm. struggling. Mm -hmm. And this picture that God formed us, created us, wired us uniquely and differently and wondrously. And then the text goes on and says, you watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, Mm -hmm. alone in the womb, which gives me pause to stop and say, one of the things that I am for is I am not just pro-life. I am pro-birth. But if you're pro-birth, you need to be pro-life, which means it's not jo- about just the birth of a baby. It is about we have a responsibility to love and care for that baby throughout all of life. But let me just stop and say, what the church also, as followers of Jesus, if, if you're here today and you, ha- you have a pro-choice perspective, can I just tell you, I love you. This church loves you. Welcome home. I mean, when we, when we disagree, let us disagree in love. Let us disagree in a way that is honoring unto the Lord. We are not going to change the world by screaming at one another. At some point, we've got to learn to love one another, even when we disagree. But we must not be just pro-birth. We must be pro-life, that we as a church are responsible for loving and helping children, not just at birth, but throughout their journey to walk with Christ. But today's not on that subject, but it is a reminder that as God wired us and built us and formed us in our mother's womb, when the question comes up, when does birth take place? When does conception, I I would say, let's let the scripture speak for itself. Let the scripture speak for itself. And as you see it, the text goes on and says, You saw me before I was born, and every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And the beautiful thing on that is, regardless of your relationship with your mom, God has a plan for you from the moment that you were conceived throughout the end of your life. And that plan is for you to prosper and to enjoy the journey with Him. Mm -hmm. How beautiful. So, Rhonda, kick us off with the thought of what's one thing that your mom just like imparted into yeah. your life.
1: Yeah, my mom is um, on the other side. She's 75 now on the other side of her uh, prime. Yeah. Um, and I, I can tell you this with certainty. Uh, she has never went a day without telling me these words. Are you ready? Mm. I will always love you. Yeah. I will always love you. There is no doubt in my mind, Pastor, hey. that her love for me is not pure. It is, it is without limitation. It is without condition. See, there's nothing that I can do, friends, that will make my mama love me any less. There is nothing that I don't do that will make my mama love me any less. Her love for me is pure. Because of that love, that love comes from the Lord through her to me. Yeah. See, at an early age, she chose to give her life to Jesus. And because of that love for Christ, she loves me that way and mm-hmm. loves my brother that way. And because of that love, I know that I can always go home, Pastor. Yeah. But and there's, there's, always there's nothing a place. like that, right? There's nothing like it. Well, I'm so grateful. I love
0: this because not only is it a mom's love, but it is a picture of God's love, right? Yeah, yeah. Because a mom's love is absolutely a picture of God's love.
1: That's right. It's a, a reflection, yeah. right? And the, Jeremiah puts this so well. I want you to listen to this from 31, chapter 31, verse 3. Mm. Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. Yeah. With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. I, I love that, mm. Pastor, because we know the Israelites were complainers, Hello. Yeah. They rebelled and they disobeyed.
0: We get more like them every day.
1: Amen. And so because of that, God says, but I, I love you Yeah. with an everlasting love an unfailing love. See, it didn't matter what I did growing up or now to, to cause my mom to love me any less. And listen, there is nothing that you can do that will make our father love you any mm. less than he already does.
0: That is so good. That is so good. One of the things my mom taught me and literally just bore into me is that, Chucky, you can be whatever you want to be. You can be whatever you want to Mm. be. Even when I wanted to be the shortstop of the Boston Red Sox, my mom was convinced I could do it. You know, That's good. Mom was just like, okay, you can be whatever Mm. you want to be. And honestly, one of the things she kept in front of me is um, not only can be whatever you want to be, but talk to me about what you want to be. Now, it was interesting. My mom did not want me to be the shortstop of the Boston Red Sox. She wanted me to be a dentist. Ah. Can you imagine me as a dentist? Give me that drill. (laughs) You know? Uh, But in the the days of the people of Israel that you were talking about, Mm -hmm. Samuel was charged in finding their first king. And uh, the Scripture says in 1 Samuel verse 16, uh, or in chapter 16 verse 7, But the Lord said to Samuel don't judge by his appearance or height for I have rejected him. Mm. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. When you guys hear me say over and over again that everything that matters is a matter of the heart, this was just just literally born into me by my mother saying, Chucky, make sure you Mm -hmm. guard your heart. Mm. Chucky, Make sure your heart is in the right direction here. I mean, over and over again, my mom made sure that it was all about the heart. And this is how God speaks to us. God God is desirous of not our better actions, but a heart that Mm -hmm. is tuned to him.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, sometimes, some way, I know my mother would correct my action. But my mom was far more concerned with my motivation behind the action than the action itself. I was thrilled that my mom never asked me to try to be something at church that I wasn't somewhere else.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: On the other hand, my my mom would blister me when I didn't honor the Lord's house. Sure.
1: You know, I bet you grew or up in the, a home or the look.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, what I'm absolutely. About? Uh, the look was just yes. I mean, the look was enough to do it in, you know?
1: That was what My it did mom for me. had
0: a look that literally made Superman mm-hmm. look like nothing mm-hmm. with his like mm-hmm. I mean, it was but I will tell you, were you the kind of kid that got spanked as a kid?
1: I, I did, actually. Shocking. I did. I did. Ron, to it, McMahon. It, how many
0: times do you think you got spanked?
1: Uh, probably four or five. Oh, good At Lord. least. But, but here's was
0: the worst. That for me.
1: Here, here's the worst for me, Pastor. My mom was our disciplinarian in the home. My dad, because I wanted to obey so badly, he could just look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could say, I'm so disappointed. And crumble, right? And I would just crumble to the ground. See, for me, Pastor... My heavenly Father, my relationship with the Lord—I want to honor Him. I, I want to obey Him with yeah. a love that yeah. is pure. But sometimes, when He disciplines me, mm. it is out of love.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. it's
1: why our, Mama's discipline right, us. Right. Yeah. Although they may say it hurts them, what do they? What do you oh, say? Oh, this hurts is going to hurt me more than, than hurts it hurts you. you.
0: By the way, yeah. that is a lie. Yeah. yeah. Based on what I got. There's no possible way it hurt my parents more than it did me. Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. I, my, my mom would wear me out, and then she would say, wait till your dad gets mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And it was like, because more is on the way. Now, keep in mind, I mean, for those of you that have rambunctious, excited children, <laughs> be fearful. They could grow up and be a pastor. <laughs> because it, it happens. It's good. Did you get put in time out?
1: I did. I did. I got a lot of grounding back in the day. And so, but again, I'm so grateful for discipline.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it it comes
1: to the heart of the matter. You're exactly right. Yeah,
0: when I think about um, that, I I do think about another lesson, always do your best.
2: Mm.
0: Always do your best. Yeah. I mean, mom would always be, whatever you do, always do your best. As long as you do your best, that's all that I ask. My mom and dad never really tried to live their life through me. Mm-hmm. They allowed me to be me, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like Dad had to relive his baseball, football careers through me. Dad was happy to let me be me, which was always awesome because my dad wasn't that guy that was screaming at me for not performing well. He was just like, "Did you do your best? Yeah, you know." And uh, I mean, I, I didn't, I, I still don't lose well. Honestly, as much as I've lost <laughs> in my life, I still don't lose well. But mm-hmm. a lot of that, is, a lot of that, my dad really had to teach me how to lose. Mm-hmm. It's like, Dad, you know, it's this. It's part of it, son. You know, yeah. suck it up. Yeah. But what I what I did learn is shortly after I gave my life to Christ, uh, my granddad sent me my first real live honest goodness, not a child's Bible, but my real mm-hmm. grown-up Bible. Mm-hmm. And I still have it. I see it almost every day. It's a Bible about this big in the old King James with the tabs on the side and highlighted, underlined, and handwritten in the front of it was Second 2 Timothy 2.15, work hard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And my, my parents were big on learn how to work hard. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one that doesn't need to be ashamed and who correctly explains mm. the word of truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, impart it into me. was all you do your best, no matter what you do, but whatever you do, do it for the glory of God.
1: That's great. Another reminder that my mom instilled in me and still to this day is, Rhonda, trust God's plan for your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I,
1: I know that she wanted me to do certain things. That's just human. right? But with big decisions, life altering decisions, uprooting my life many times in many seasons over the course of my years, my mom would always say, listen to this, Rhonda, I trust the spirit of God within you. Mm -hmm. Or, well, let's talk to the Lord about that. I am so grateful that my mom would always say, let's talk to the Lord together. It was one of those givens in my home and still to this day, That my mom, absolutely, out of the love for for her father, the love to me, she remains in constant intercession, talking to God about me. And because of that, I am the recipient of one who now believes and walks out. I am trusting God with his plan for my life because it is his very best. It is so much better than what my mom could dream up.
0: Isn't that beautiful, though? Because there's, there's no way an earthly mom or dad can truly understand it, and yet when they are a conduit of, yeah. I, I, Lord, would you reveal to my child mm. just all that you have for them? Mm. I mean, I can, my, my mom prayed for me. That's right. You know, I mean, I can still hear my mom pray for me. The, the psalmist said mm. that the Lord gives us this word, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you, and I will watch over you. That's good. This is why it's so important that as parents, we, we're in this covenant relationship with a, a Bible-believing church that will help guide and direct the child to receive and understand mm-hmm. the beauty and the wonder of God's plan for their life. Amen.
1: Amen. That's so good. So, Pastor, um, for me growing up, my mom, we we grew up in a ranch-style home. Yeah. Uh, My bedroom was within spitting distance from theirs, long, skinny hallway, and I could hear my mom and see Mm. my mom on her knees in the morning. And now when I go back, I still see my mom doing that and calling out to the Lord my name. So if you came into the building today and you're wanting to know what God's plan is for your life and maybe you don't have that in your life, trust that the Spirit of God knows the plan for you. And it's good. And you can trust that today.
0: Yeah, that is so good. I mean, uh, Jeremiah said, I know the plans I have for you, says Mm -hmm. the Lord. Mm -hmm. The simple fact that a mom would want and desire for you to have not her plan but his plan. And knowing that that's the best plan. Mm-hmm. their plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope that's right that's and good. i i think that's beautiful you know one that uh, mom uh, may have failed at in my life is be humble and be kind chuck be humble chuck be kind you know i the the kindness part i failed on miserably the the humble part life has a way of teaching that have you ever <laughs> noticed that you know, but uh, this is before T- Tim McGraw sang the song. But uh, I, I truly can recall, mm. Mom reminding me when something good was happening in my life, or I, I pitched a great ball game, or I played a great ball game, or, or whatever, I got a great grade, or whatever. I can remember my mom reminding me, you know, honey, the only reason that happened, Chucky, was, was God's goodness. Mm. I mean, just constantly reminding me that everything good comes from the Lord. That's okay. uh, just be humble, be kind. Mom was so smart. I mean, she knew mm-hmm. that you could be anything you wanted to be, but also she knew that you couldn't take credit for it. Mm. And that kindness was a way in which we ought to act and live and breathe and live. I mean, Mom somehow knew that kindness was a far better way than angst, anxiety, and anger. I mean, she knew that. You know, over in the little book of First John, the Scripture says, Rhonda, that don't, don't love this world or the things that it offers you because when you do love the world, you don't have the love of the Father in you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it, mom was real careful about helping me understand you really couldn't love the world and love God simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You, it just couldn't be done yeah. because she knew what my love for the world would be. Yeah. And I'm grateful. Mom was not a material human at all. Mm. And, and I'm grateful that, that I married Jenny. She's not. I mean, Jenny couldn't care less about stuff.
2: Mm.
0: And it, it makes our life such a beautiful thing because, I mean, yeah. Jen couldn't care less about material stuff. What she cares about is praying for our girls Amen. and loving our girls Amen. and loving our grandkids. And yeah. I, I just think it's a beautiful thing. That text finishes up and says, and this world is fading away along with everything that people crave, but anyone who does what pleases God, they'll live forever.
1: Mm, It's a great promise. It's
0: so beautiful. I mean, it's just, but Proverbs says in chapter 11, pride leads to disgrace, Mm. but with humility comes wisdom. Uh, If the world needs anything today, Rhonda needs wisdom.
1: That's right. That's right. Pastor, this is one of my favorite reminders, and you pinned this so well, and uh, I love it because it has so many connections here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one of our— This is
0: my favorite. It is your
1: favorite. The next to the last reminder is, listen to this, look both ways before crossing the street.
0: (laughs) I like it. My mother could pick me up by the back of my shirt, (laughs) you know? And there's no telling how many times she saved my life because I was never one of those people that looked both ways. It was like, you know, ready, fire, aim, just let's go, you know? And mom would literally Mm -hmm. grab me. And, I mean, you could feel kind of the anger in her, kind of the righteous anger, Chucky. How many times do I have to tell you, look both ways, you know? But there's a spiritual application here.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think there's so much here. Uh, Mom is always right. Yep. Right? Listen to your mom and stop. I think that connotation of that rem- reminder today is stop and don't step out too early.
2: Right, right. There's
1: a patience in there of listening to the Lord and being careful not to step too quickly. Our, our mm. moms are so good at having wisdom. So, so stopping, yeah. listening, being present in there, and and not turning your eyes to the left or to the right. There's a great passage in Psalm that I love this, Pastor. It's from Psalm 119, 37. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life Mm. through your word. So good. I think that's so good. And it reminds me of the hymn I heard my mom sing. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Yeah. Look full in his eyes. Wonderful face, and the things of earth shall grow strangely dim yeah. in the light of his glory, glory and
2: grace. grace. Yeah,
1: when, when we can understand that just to stop and look yeah. around us but not get so fixed on the world, mm. man.
0: You know, I, I, would, if, I believe if my mom were alive today, one of the things she would say stop is, and I think it would be look, around in a different connotation too. Mm. I think when all of us are gathered in the home, I think my mom would like to say, "Hey, put your phone away and stop and look at the people around you and be there." Yeah. Just be there. Don't miss this because this That's will good. be the things you remember. That's good. We were with Jenny's mom over the last couple of days and one of the things that is is so precious is just to hear about memories. Yes. It's hard to retain those memories when you grow older, when all of your memories are looking at a phone screen, because the memories aren't going to retain on a phone screen. They're going to be about the people you're with. Good. And so uh, that leads us to, to this, uh, this last one, which I love. My mom would always say, Chucky, don't stink like fish. My pop owned a fish camp on the St. John's river in Florida. And I would clean fish for the folks that came to the fish camp, and they pay me a little bit to clean the fish. And my mom was always careful. She didn't want me to hang out with those fishermen type. And um, mm-hmm. now that I am one of those <laughs> fishermen type, I understand. But, um, but mom would always say, if you, ha- if you stay around there long enough, you come out there smelling like fish, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my, my ball coach said it another way. so you know, you don't want to come out smelling like the barn, right? And uh, I think the lesson there, Rhonda, was Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise, mm-hmm and become wise. That's good. But associate with fools and get yourself in trouble. I I can't remember how many times my mom would warn me about a pack I was running with or a friend that I gravitated towards or even a habit Mm -hmm. that I was starting Mm -hmm. to form. Mm -hmm. And mom would love me enough to warn me about that. And it's a reminder of what, what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians. Don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company, corrupts good character. Mm. Mm. And, and mom was really clear about making sure that you loved people. But she was also clear, be careful the habits that you pick up because they will inevitably make you. Mm. Like, do you remember the days when, um, you remember the days when churches would recognize on Mother's Day the oldest mom? And you remember they recognized yeah. the youngest mom? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know how all that, I don't know how anybody thought that was a good idea back in the day. But I can remember being at First Baptist Church at Daytona Beach, Rhonda. And our pastor was recognized. I was probably, I don't know, 10 or 11 maybe. And uh, I can remember our pastor recognizing a 90 something year old mom. She was the oldest in the room. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, he, he was one of those people that called everybody brother and sister. And he'd say, sister, come get your flowers. And she's sitting in a wheelchair. I'm like, oh, you know, it's like, bro, come on, awareness. I mean, even at a kid, I thought, what's wrong with you? And then he moved on to the next one, and he, he was recognized as the youngest mom. So this little girl, she's the last one, you know, with the hand up. And, and he, he tells her from the stage, how old are you? Okay, that's never a good idea, especially when the answer is I'm 14. But here's what I remember. My mom leaving her pew going up to the front and getting the flowers and delivering those flowers to that little girl, hugging that girl in front of everybody and inviting that girl to lunch with our family on Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And my mom realizing, you know what? You could cast some shade on her if you want to, but not in Jesus' name you're not. We're going to love people around here. And I thought to myself then, this is what it's like to live... Christ life through a mom.
1: Yeah. Isn't that amazing how all of these truths and reminders today really do point back to our heavenly father. And I pray that if you came in the room today, burdened, if you're a mom or not, if you're burdened, if you're worn out, if you're just to the end, that you will absolutely know that he, our father will love you always. No matter what.
0: No matter what. We
1: can trust him with our plan.
0: And he always has the best plan for you. Amen. So Amen. today, maybe you can't run into mom's arms and get your, your boo-boo Superman Band-Aid. Mm. Boy, I tell you, you can run into your heavenly father's arms.
2: Amen.
0: He's got so much more than a Band-Aid for you. And he offers you everything. Because there's never a time he doesn't love you. And there's nothing you can do to make him not love you. And he literally says, come to me. And bring all your weariness and all of your tired and all of your anxiety and leave it with me because my way's easy. Mm -hmm. And let me give you rest. Today, let this Jesus we've talked about bring you rest and trust him. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. God, today we, we do trust you and we're grateful for the celebration of mom. We are more grateful because you loved us before we ever even knew we could be loved. You created us and formed us before we even knew we were something. You knew the plan for us before we were ever born and you love us no matter what we do. So God, draw our heart to you and cause us to just call on your name and say, Jesus, I, I need that love and would you give that to me today? So Lord, let us be a people this week that would pick up the phone and call mom, even if it's just to restore or to try and forgive or let the Lord redeem a relationship. Lord, if if like me, mom's already in heaven, I don't even know if you do this or how you do it, but give my mom a hug. I wish I could talk to her today, but I'm so grateful for all that she shared in my life. I'm more grateful for what you've done. that's what she pointed me to so lord today let us be people that choose to follow you that we've decided to follow jesus and it's in that wondrous marvelous name we pray all these things amen amen and amen